Good morning and welcome to January 12th, 2009. It's a brand new Monday, the start of a new week, and this, a brand new podcast for me, a new creation in Christ. The old has gone and the new has come. That word for you, my friends, from 2 Corinthians 5.17, and it's a word that as a follower of Jesus, I know that I know it, but I wonder if my life really looks like it. My name is Bo Ellis with Christ Across America, and you're listening to this Monday's installment of The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, starting your new year outright. Coming to you from Tampa today with your own chief wellness instigator, Chris Hughes, joining us by telephone. Good morning, Chris. I trust you had a great weekend down in Bradenton. Hey, Bo, it's going great. Thanks for asking. I did. The weather was phenomenal, as it often is in Bradenton this time of year. Got a little sunshine, got on the water in my kayak, and uh, it was all good. Well, how was the uh, training for the upcoming marathon? Tell us a little bit about how that's going. Well, I was with a smaller group, as you may remember, I've been training with a handful of others, getting them ready for Disney, and then I'm going to be doing the Gasparilla Marathon. So we had a smaller crew, and I, I think I had some of the effects of the national championship game lingering as of Saturday, where I just stayed up too late Thursday and never quite got caught up. So sometimes you go out for a run and you just feel a little flat. That was definitely how I felt on Saturday, but I just kind of muddled through it and got the mileage in and just took it a little bit easier that afternoon. That's just awesome, Chris. I spent a good part of my weekend uh, late Saturday night. I bailed on an early Sunday morning ride uh, and then chose to sleep in. I got to church about two minutes late, sat in the exact same seat I always sit in, shook hands with the same people that I see every week. And thinking about this broadcast we're doing now and starting your new year out right, I start thinking about habits and how people get into these routines. And so often people associate wellness with fitness or or exercise or diet or nutrition. And it certainly is all of those things. But I thought today, Chris, we could talk a little bit more about a broader perspective. I mean, let's face it, our thought life creates those those opportunities that we see as desirable. And from those opportunities, we end up making some choices. And our choices look like the actions that we take. And hence, our life becomes real for those that we interact with and those that we're around. So I guess my first question for you today, Chris, is number one, where'd you sit in church on Sunday? And number two, why is it that folks around New Year's always try to use that time of year, it seems, to reprioritize or to evaluate or look at their life and use that time of year to decide what kind of changes they might be needing to make? Well, Bo, we never seem to sit in the same place, so we we tend to mix it up a little bit. Well, that's probably good for you because I mentioned earlier, I end up sitting in the same place and um, it's kind of like our own little private club there in this big sanctuary. And sometimes I think the pastor ought to just do like musical chairs and just have everybody move around so we meet uh, and see different people. But in response to the second part of that question, did you make a New Year's resolution? I'm I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. However, this year I did make one. I I haven't written it down, but I want to make my life simpler. Well, and adding a weekly podcast to your plate obviously fits right into that (laughs) simplification. So bring us up with this whole New Year's like culture that we've created. I mean, I remember the other day seeing about 
10 times the amount of runners, you know, here in Temple Terrace out on my run. And I'm thinking, well, it must be the day after New Year's. And, you know, next week I surely won't see these people. And, and that was true. But I noticed the same thing. It's been a couple of years, but we used to be members at the Y. And I've never been much of a gym guy, but I, for whatever reason, was, was going to the Y. And I noticed that in the month of January, until about the second week of February, it was really hard to find a parking spot. But lo and behold, after mid-February or so, things kind of got back to their normal levels and parking wasn't an issue. It just kind of goes to show that we all get motivated and, and fired up at the, at the beginning of the year. And I think that comes because, in essence, we're procrastinators, or at least we're procrastinators when it comes to taking care of ourselves. If, if you get you know right down to it, New Year's is a time that we tend to look at not just our fitness, but a lot of things in our lives. And it's a time when we feel like we're able to wipe the slate clean. And that's great. And it's a good time for us to get this program started because we can kind of ride that wave, so to speak, of people that have the momentum of the new year. However, what we'd like to do is see that people don't jump off of that wave come February 1st or February 15th. Well, let me talk to that. Part part of the reason we're in community, Chris, is because we need to encourage each other. And you, you look at the way Christ used 12 guys to carry the gospel to the world. Again, you cannot accomplish anything by yourself. And what's interesting to me is this, those things that we don't have to think about. Uh, for example, uh, I was one of the kids that used to hold my breath underwater, you know, at the pool. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd go down and hold my breath as long as I could, but... You betcha at some point I was going to come to the surface and, and gasping for air, but and I don't have to think much about breathing. But then there are those other choices that we make uh, in, in a normal day that unfortunately are probably not the most healthy choices for, for ourselves. And, and that doesn't speak just to our physical body. I mean spiritually and, and mentally and in relationships. I think... We make poor choices when we get our eye off the ball. So with this starting your new year uh, right uh, segment today, Chris, I'm hoping you can bring us just some nuts and bolts and some experience on how we can take uh, what you characterized as a good thing to grab that momentum. So I'm glad you're here with us. Please give our listeners today something that we can hold on to. Well, I'll give you two things today. I like to keep it as simple as possible. The first thing is accountability. One of the best things, if not the very best thing you can do to get on track is to find a mentor or someone else who will take an interest and help you along. And to use kind of an analogy, let's say you have a desire to accumulate wealth, and I'm talking about financial wealth. You can just go out into the marketplace and attempt to get rich. However, if you're smart, and and I guess you could say this is biblical, you'd seek wise counsel and you'd find someone who's done the things that you want to do and you ask for their advice and in in the case of fitness or wellness you might even be so bold as to ask them to come alongside you and show you the things to do so the first thing i would recommend for anybody and it's also a very reliable predictor of your success is if you have a partner or someone else vested with you who will help you along well you're talking someone who'll actually get down and, and hit the road with you not necessarily um, someone an encourager at home uh, you know a friend on an online chat session we're talking specifically about people willing to strap it up and 
and go with you, correct? That's exactly what I'm saying, Bo. I've always been sharpened by others who are willing to go out there with me and get on the bike or put on the running shoes. That would be the first piece of advice is to find another person who you can share your your desire and your goals and who can not necessarily come work out with you every time, but more specifically, I'd say it would be an accountability person and it would be absolutely over the top if that accountability person were similar in their desires and their goals and would be willing to kind of share the journey with you. Well, just a quick story, Chris. I caught your vision when we first met over two and a half years ago. And I remember just this spring meeting a friend uh, through work. And I come to find out that he was training for a marathon. And I had mentioned to him that I'd do some training and maybe we could run together. And we started running together, my buddy Danny and me, down on Davis Islands. Running Davis Islands onto, you know, into downtown, over to Channel Side, and then over to UT. Um, We'll do that run early in the morning with the sun coming up and and it's been some crisp air and just a great time to fellowship with a friend and to get your training in. And I tell you the truth, there's no way I would have got that run in without knowing he's standing there waiting on me to show up at his door at 645. So we know that. But how would somebody who's a beginner, how could they find a buddy? Well, it can be through your church. It could be a neighbor. It could be through work. It's going to require you to make a few invitations to suggest that they come alongside you for a program. But one of the ways that I like to fire people up, if you will, is to use events. And I guess you'd say those would be races. That kind of scares some people away. But 5Ks, you can walk them. You can walk three miles. And for some people, that would be an enormous goal. And it's something that you could share together with somebody else and say, hey, did you know that on such and such a date, there's a 5K coming up and the two of you could use that to kind of set a common goal and make the commitment together because there's a lot of strength in peer pressure so that if one or two or three or five or more can get involved in some sort of a commitment like that, well, there you go. You have got some fuel for your your fitness fire by just committing to a race and and to take that initial commitment one step further drop that registration and cut that check mail it off kind of like when you join a gym people feel at least some tinge of guilt when they're not using their membership so the same thing with a race sign up get it on the book and uh bring us some people along with you You know, Chris, you hear the gurus say, well, just get up and walk 15 minutes in one direction and 15 minutes back the other way. And that's probably good advice. But here in Tampa, we've got a park called Flatwoods, and it's one of these um, water district, you know, paved trails through the woods type of places that skaters and cyclists and walkers and joggers and mountain bike guys, just very busy and very active place to be. And I was thinking you might recommend that folks would just head up there and see who they may bump into. Well, that's possible, but what we're talking about is trying to get people into a consistent habit pattern. And one of the ways I address this in my blog, if I can go back to maybe the month of October, I wrote a piece called, What is Your Toehold? And that was based on an experience I had in Colorado a number of years ago when I was on a Young Life trip. It was a Christian outfitter that helped people rock climb or go whitewater rafting. And we got to do both of those, but one day they drove us to a rock face. And it was probably about 50 feet high. 
And to think that we were going to go up that flat wall just seemed impossible. But once you got closer to it, you could see that there were these small little variations in the surface of that wall that you could grab onto or you could step onto. And of course, you were tied up with ropes and you had a helmet on and you'd call out on belay and all those kinds of things. But the bottom line was that you would you would have to find some place where you could put your foot. Same thing applies if you've gone to one of those artificial rock climbing walls. You ever done one of those, Bo? Absolutely. And uh, I've had more fun actually watching my kids try to climb up them than trying to do them myself, but go ahead. That's a phenomenal workout. That's why rock climbers are probably the fittest from a body fat percentage standpoint, uh, the fittest athletes out there. At any rate, on, on that rock climbing wall or even on an actual rock face, you have to find a place for you to put your toe so that you can support your body weight. You can use your hands to grab things and pull yourself up by your hands, but what happens after a few minutes of that? You're done. You're toast, you're off the rock, and you're dangling there waiting on somebody to lower you down. Exactly. You're just going to drop off that wall. That's what I call willpower, when you're grabbing onto something. And willpower can get you into the gym for the month of January. Or willpower will keep you out of the McDonald's drive through line for six weeks, perhaps, or more, depending on how much willpower you're able to accumulate. But eventually, what happens to willpower? Uh, you sleep in. You sleep in, you you give in, whatever happens, you fall apart and you feel horrible. It's too well, hard. Well, exactly. You're relying on your own uh, effort. What I suggest with the toehold is start small, and in some situations, ridiculously small. That means to somebody who's just wanting to start on a walking program, let's say last year in January... They started by walking two miles a day, and then by the end of uh, January, they quit that program. Their willpower ran out. I would tell you to reduce or just cut that goal way back to such a point or level that you know that you'll be able to do this activity for three weeks. Everybody knows it takes three weeks to create a habit, right? Okay. I'm telling you, pick a distance that you can do as long as you're consistent with that and you do that for five or six days for the first week and the second week and the third week, I'd say, Eureka, you've made it and you continue to build on that. But in essence, what you've done is you've created a toehold that you're not going to drop off of. Unfortunately, it's not a get fit quick program. I know most people, they tend to overestimate what they can achieve in a year and and hugely underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. Sure, we may not be able to get to the body of our dreams in 12 months, but if you'll just stick with it and pick an activity that you know that you can build on, then your success, it's only a matter of time. You know, it's funny, we talk about and we're using the beginner kind of as an example, but even for folks like me and you, Chris, the the novice guy with a day job who likes to run races and, and train a lot, the beginner thinks that just because we aspire to do those types of distances and because we train as often as we do, they think that it's easy to continue the on the path when really this idea for mentoring and accountability 
and building relationships where we can train with friends and, and have group rides on Saturday. It really is the reason that I train five days a week, because if I didn't have that and in the absence of that, I guarantee you I wouldn't train as much. The wellness and the, the confidence and the, the experience of exercise and excitement I, I get out of all that without this idea of community. So to recap, number one, I hear you saying, look, commit to finding a buddy. And if it's going to be a 10-minute walk, great. If it's a 10-mile run, find somebody that will commit to Friday morning at 8 o'clock and let's get on a disciplined pattern, a schedule, if you will, to to meet with this person or this group um, often or at least for the first three weeks. Absolutely, both. Find some others, and you, you just used the word community. That would be just a beautiful picture, very much like how we're supposed to live as Christians, but live in a community, uh, train in a community, and if you do that, you'll always have others who can lift you up when you're not feeling great, and then you can do for the same for them uh, when they're not feeling great. So challenge number one here on your starting your new year off is Let's get a buddy. I'm going to pick up the phone as soon as we're done, and I'm going to call my buddy down on Davis Islands. Chris, talk to me then about that second uh, simple idea that you wanted to bring to your New Year's uh, message. Well, just to break it down or summarize it in a nutshell, lower the bar. Set a workout that you'll be able to stick with for a minimum of three weeks. In other words, I'm, I'm saying lower the bar, and that may sound kind of counterintuitive, but I'm telling you to just... Keep your goals realistic and then build on them. Create a toehold and then build on it. And that is the only way, really, that you get from being a novice triathlete to being a Ironman triathlete. You just have to slowly build on it. So that's great advice for getting started. Um, it happens to be for us right now a getting your new year started right but if somebody's listening to this podcast in july i think this that still holds true that when it's time to reevaluate the things in your life that you want to make a change in as those things relate to your wellness overall your total wellness spiritually mentally physically let's set some small goals that we can achieve and let's start building confidence and let's not try to do it alone chris kind of summarize right now for us where you think this is all headed well bo i think um wellness is a journey it's not somewhere we're going to get tomorrow or this week or even this year it is a lifelong process it's the proactive pursuit of those things uh, that will make us feel better and avoid diseases and live longer. And it's something that, just like pursuing uh, a relationship with Christ, it's it's best done uh, in, in the in a community with others. So, like we've said a number of times, find some others who you can get together with and set some realistic goals. And from there, we'll start talking more specifically about some of the actual techniques or habits or things that, uh, that we can be doing to, uh, to be on the right track. Hey, Chris, this might be a great time for us to, to kind of back up and take a look at the big picture again. I appreciate how much we've been able to cover today on the practical part of starting your new year right. And I thought we might take this moment to look at some everyday every year kind of perspective out of the Bible. The New King James Version, Haggai 1.6 says, You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. 
And he who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Chris, your ministry, 1010 Wellness, most of our listeners can kind of connect the dots on that. It's abundance. The first part of John 10.10, interestingly, doesn't talk about abundance. It talks about the thief. From the New King James Version, again, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That was Jesus answering this idea that the world will tell us always that we can't be satisfied. And for those of us that are holding on to things tightly, I think that that speaks a lot to us. First uh, John 2.15, especially for me, is do not love the things of the world because they'll pass away. So clearly, I appreciate, Chris, that this morning's message really speaks to your ministry, that we've got to make choices in light of who we really are in Jesus and that in him, all things will be made new. Looking at Revelation 21.5, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And with that, I think we might just take a minute to pray for our listeners and, and for our ministries and that Jesus would use us. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for a brand new week. And we ask, Lord, that we make choices, that we would make priorities, that we would reset our thought process so that our actions in our life might resemble something, Lord, that would be more fulfilling and more abundant, that others might see more of you in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, brother. Thanks so much. I have enjoyed every second of this. Keep it up, and we will get back on it next week. Well, that's going to do it, guys, for this segment. Uh, look forward next week to another Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes uh, installment. We're really glad that you can join us. We hope we can encourage you, and we hope we can be part of your week, and we hope you'll go to the website. That's www.christacrossamerica.com. For Chris, you can find him at 1010wellness.com. And until we meet again, this is Christ Across America asking you, where are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today? We'll see you next week.